Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hey, it's Latif from Radio Lab. Our goal with each episode is to make you think, how did I live this long and not know that? Radio Lab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Hey, folks, this is Amy Walter with a politics extra from The Takeaway. Uh, I'm Steny Hoyer. I'm the Democratic Majority Leader. I spoke with Democrat Steny Hoyer the day after the new Congress was sworn in. Here's our full conversation. Congressman Hoyer, thanks for joining me. Let's start with the topic at hand, which is a deal to possibly reopen the government. From the conversations that both sides had last night, do you see that there's any room right now for a deal? Because it doesn't feel that way. Well, I think there is room for a deal. The question is, is is the wall the only thing that the president wants to do to enhance security at the border? We want to enhance security at the border. Uh, Lucille Royville Allard, the chair of the uh, subcommittee, uh, made a number of suggestions about how that could be done, including uh, uh, additional agents, technology, uh, other matters, and also some other national security issues that need to be dealt with within Homeland Security, uh, one of which seems unrelated But when you uh, uh, read in the newspapers that the Russians and the Chinese are trying to uh, establish uh, uh, beachheads, if you will, in the Arctic, where there's extraordinary resources, uh, she says we need to invest in uh, some additional icebreakers for the Coast Guard uh, so that uh, there is certainly room for compromise. But, Amy, your listeners need to understand the bills that we passed last night are all Republican bills. They're not Democratic bills. They're not as if we are saying, you take our bills. We took their bills that they passed through the United States Senate, which they passed, most of which they passed through committees uh, in the House or on the floor of the House. We took their bills and said, we agree to them. We must open government. We've got to stop holding hostage 800,000 people. We've got to stop undermining services to the American people through their government. And then we will negotiate. Uh, and give till February 8th additional four weeks to negotiate a compromise on the Department of Homeland Security bill. We think that is exactly what uh, uh, Mitch McConnell passed through the Senate just a, a few weeks ago. Uh, so when we say compromise, we have compromised. We have come all the way to passing all Republican bills. We didn't offer any new bills. Uh, so we're hopeful that we can, in fact, compromise. As a matter of fact, at the meeting of the White House, uh, there was some basis for uh, compromise on making sure that contraband wasn't being brought into the country uh, in vehicles. But as you know, the majority leader in the Senate, Mitch McConnell, says, look, if the president's not going to sign it, doesn't matter. I'm not going to make my members vote for something that the president's going to veto. So is the bigger challenge right now Mitch McConnell or is it the president? Well, I think it's unfortunate. We're, we're a co-equal branch of government, as uh, Speaker Pelosi said yesterday. Um, we have our judgments to make. And I see that two United States senators said yesterday that, that they were frustrated, uh, Senator Gardner and uh, the senator from Maine, Senator Collins, uh, both said, look, we, we need to compromise. Uh, and we're prepared to compromise. We're prepared to uh, come up with additional resources for uh, security. Uh, we think the wall is not good. Uh, We think there are a lot of senators who don't think it's good. And in fact, it's interesting, and your listeners need to know, 
The Republicans didn't bring the Homeland Security bill to the floor, ever. They didn't bring it in the, in the uh, House, and they didn't bring it in the Senate. If they thought Homeland Security was so critically important, uh, they were in charge of both the House and the Senate, and they could have brought both bills to the floor during the last uh, Congress. They didn't do that until the very last minute, of which they simply put in the $5.6 billion in the House that the president was asking for, but they didn't put that bill on the floor in the 11 and a half months prior to that. So I think it's disingenuous to say that uh, Democrats in any way are facilitating the closure of the government. Uh, That is a bad policy. It's a bad policy for the economy. It's a bad policy for the American people. And very frankly, it's a bad policy for the confidence of the rest of the world uh, in the operations uh, of the United States of America, on which they rely in so many ways. So last year, you and a number of Republicans were intensely looking for a solution for this issue of border security. And there was talk of a swap money for the wall for a uh, solution to DACA recipients. And it looked like there might have been a deal at hand. And and then, of course, that fell apart. So is there a possibility, as some Republicans seem to be raising right now, that that can be revived, that the president gets some money that is used for the wall and Democrats get a permanent solution for the issue of DACA recipients? Well, Amy, it's it's hard to know what the president will do. As you recall, when he uh, canceled President Obama's protection for DACA recipients, which 86% of the American people think was good to do and that we ought to solve this problem and give uh, these young people uh, a pathway to citizenship. You will remember that uh, President Trump said this was done the wrong way. In other words, the president didn't have the authority, uh, Obama didn't have the authority to do it. And he said, if you will, uh, you, the Congress of the United States, will pass a bill and send it to me, I will sign it. That's what he said. Mr. Durbin and I and 23 other members of the Congress went down, sat around the president's uh, cabinet table, discussed this, and he said again, send me a bill, solve this problem, and I will sign it. Well, uh, two days later, he said, no, that's not the case. He said he would sign the appropriation bills that uh, Senator McConnell put on the floor, which were the same bills that we're sending back to him, these same bills that Senator McConnell put on the floor. So when he says he won't put a bill on the floor uh, and put have his senators vote on it, he's already had them vote on these bills. But the answer to that question is certainly we will, we're willing to talk. We want to solve the DACA problem. We want to fix the immigration reform, which everybody believes the immigration system is broken. And the president said two days ago when we met with him at the White House, he was for immigration reform. Now, I think he probably is talking about something different than we are, but certainly that is a subject that we ought to have serious discussions on because the immigration system needs to be fixed. So. The answer to your question is I think there's a possibility, but the president changes his mind uh, on a pretty rapid basis as to what he will do and won't do. And it's tough to negotiate with somebody like that. Well, that's what I was going to ask you, too, about But the the wall itself. It seems as if that is a no-go zone for Democrats right now. Even if it's on paper, the president says 100 percent, I'm going to sign this with a DACA deal would Democrats be willing to give money for what the president will call a wall? That is being discussed and will continue to be discussed. We've said all along 
Uh, and as so many Republicans agree, Senator Cornyn, in the, in the negotiations that we had regarding uh, DACA, essentially made the point is uh, he didn't think a wall was the best way to go. So that this is not a partisan uh, view, uh, that the wall is not the way to go in terms of investing money and making the borders secure. Uh, the president, as you point out, and we all know, and Americans know, has been hard over on the wall. Although uh, you've seen recently in the last uh, months uh, where both the administration, uh, Mr. Kelly, uh, when he left the chief of staff's office, and the president himself has said, well, call it whatever you want. And now he's talking about slats, which would imply a fence. Uh, but uh, he, it's very difficult to know exactly what the president is talking about and, and what he will do and what he won't do. But frankly, the Republicans over the years have employed a strategy of taking hostage the government of the United States and shutting down the government, stamping their feet and saying, if you don't do what we want, uh, then we will keep the government of the United States shut down. That's not what the American people believe is a, is a way to operate uh, their government. They did it, as you recall, over education funding under Gingrich. They did it over Affordable Care Act under Obama. And, and now they're doing it uh, with uh, uh, President Trump uh, on the wall money. Uh, that's not the way to do business. Uh, we ought to negotiate in good faith. I think we can come to a good faith agreement on enhancing border security. Right. But as this, as Speaker Pelosi said, there will be not a dollar for anything that is a wall. I, th- I think we've made that pretty clear that we don't think that's good policy. Congressman Hurry, I want to switch gears for a second. I spent some time talking with uh, many members of the new, the incoming class. You know many of these freshman members. You also have spent some time in Washington. You've been in the majority. You've been in the minority. You understand how majorities get made. And so the question that I'd like you to answer is the balancing act that you and the other members of the leadership team are going to have to perform with you have some new, very engaged members from bluer, more liberal districts, but you also have this incoming class, many of whom represent for the first time uh, a Democrat representing a Republican, Republican-leaning district. How do you keep both sides happy? Amy, I, I think you recall better than probably most uh, the dynamics uh, in 07 and 08 and 9 and, and 10 when we were in the majority then. We had a large number of blue dogs in the caucus, more conservative uh, uh, members of the caucus. And uh, we had a, the progressive caucus was the larger of the groups. Nancy and I, uh, Speaker Pelosi and I, worked very closely uh, together to ensure that uh, we worked together and that we could be effective. And in fact, we were very effective, and we passed legislation that was uh, historic in many ways. And of course, the Affordable Care Act was the principal example uh, of that. We intend to do the same thing. Uh, And I've been talking to all of the members, uh, new members in particular, the 62 new members we have there who are extraordinarily able, engaged, focused, knowledgeable in the Congress. And I think they're going to make extraordinary contributions. Uh, But my message is 
If we want to succeed, if we want to succeed in attaining our agenda, if we want to succeed in our agenda of uh, restoring health care opportunities for our people, making sure that drug costs come down, uh, focusing on education and retraining for our people so they can get the jobs that are being created in, in this century, uh, if we want to uh, deal with climate change, if we want to deal with gun violence, all of these issues which are critically important, if we want to solve DACA, uh, it will be necessary for us to be unified. And although we will have differences within the caucus, we need in the caucus uh, to come to compromises ourselves uh, so that action is possible. Uh, confrontation is easy to create. Action is more difficult. And I think every one of our members of Congress, uh, whoever they are, understand that and are prepared to work towards that objective. So when you see things like the newly sworn in Congresswoman from Michigan, Rashida Tlaib, who was at an event last night. Because we're going to go in there, we're going to impeach the motherfucker. What's your response to that? I, I don't think that's particularly helpful, but, you know, that's not the caucus. And individual members, uh, I, I think there's a great deal of anger and disappointment uh, directed at President Trump. I don't think there's any secret of that. And I think it manifests itself uh, sometimes in pretty harsh language. Uh, very frankly, the President of the United States has used extraordinarily harsh language, uh, unusually harsh language for a President of the United States and for a candidate for President of the United States uh, over the last uh, three or four years. And that engenders response. But uh, uh, what we want to try to do is work together in a positive, constructive way to get work done that makes America better. And that really is our, that's our, really our oath of office, and that uh, hopefully is our intent. Congressman Hoyer, thanks so much for joining us. Amy, thanks for all you do. Thanks to House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer. This has been Politics with Amy Walter on The Takeaway.